Hello and welcome to a brand new Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I am your host Tusk, known in real life as Adam Chalk. I am here to give my honest opinion on the things we like or dislike from all the goings on in professional wrestling. From shows like WWE, Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT 2.0, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events, and some indie shows as well, as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. First of all, I would like to apologise that there haven't been any podcasts for a few weeks. Unfortunately, due to outside interference and other things getting in the way and going on outside of wrestling, I haven't been able to do any recordings, but I am back up and running now. And I'm here today to talk about and review this weekend's premium live event. WWE Crown Jewel went down in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. What did we all think of it? Let's be honest, these shows are always clouded with controversy. And I don't think we should ignore any of the reasons why that is, but because we want to keep it a little bit light and on this episode... I think we'll just talk about what actually went down on the show. And to be honest, a lot of this, certainly the first half, was boring nonsense. Um, But there were flashes of brilliance, especially in the second half, especially in the main event, which we will get to a little bit later. For now, let's say if there were any doubters of Logan Paul and his talent after his first two matches then surely there are none after this main event against Roman Reigns. Uh, But we'll get to that in a minute. Let's get into it then. And the first match that we saw was Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, Bobby went straight after Lesnar before he could even get in the ring, hit a big spear on the floor, followed by another one in the ring, and then one through the barricade for good measure. He rolled Lesnar back in the ring and hit another spear. He got a two count. Uh, Brock was selling his ass off, actually, in this. It was great. Uh, Brock came back, though, hits a couple of German suplexes and an F5. That got a two count. Lashley then counters another F5 and sends him to the outside, where he did his uh, thing where he drives his opponent's head into the ring post. Back in the ring, he delivered a massive one-armed spine buster. He then locks in the hurt lock. Uh, Brock was about to go out, but he manages to sort of walk up the turnbuckle in the corner and kick back, which means Lashley sort of had his shoulders pinned to the mat, and that was the free count, which means Brock Lesnar steals one. After the match, Lashley gets Pissed off and puts on the hurt lock again, leaving Brock Lesnar laying. I've seen a lot of negativity about this match and I understand it, but I actually like this and the physicality of it right up until the finish. The finish took me out of it, really. Uh, It was a bad idea and it wasn't executed very well at all. This should never be the finish for these two massive men anyway. I guess it does set up that third match now though. Hopefully 
at WrestleMania for me. But we'll see, yeah. Not the worst match of the night, but certainly nowhere near the best. I was expecting a little bit more. Um, after a quick Liv Morgan video, it was then time for the Women's Tag Team Championships to be on the line between champions Asuka and Alexa Bliss versus Damage Control, Dakota Kai and Io Sky, of course. Before the match, Alexa and Asuka actually got interviewed backstage where there was a bit of a Bray Wyatt tease, so that's something to look out for over the next few weeks. As for the match itself, uh, Alexa and Kai start off by trading roll-up attempts until Asuka and Io Sky come into the match. The crowd seem to love that. There's some nice teamwork from the champions as Asuka bulldogs Sky onto the feet of Bliss. Uh, damage control, they take control when Sky springboard drop kicks Asuka off the top of the top rope. Uh, she sort of gets a leg caught up in in the ropes as she falls backwards. So Dakota Kai drive by kicks her right in the knee. Uh, Kai and Sky then work over Asuka, singling her out. Alexa gets a hot tag though and runs wild. She gets a double drop kick and a tornado DDT to Dakota Kai. Sky manages to break up the pin. Uh, Bliss then hits a code red on Sky for two count. Sky then cuts her off on the top rope and there's a Tower of Doom spot thing. Uh, Asuka then hits double knees by follow, uh, followed by a German suplex to Dakota Kai. Kai later though hits a drive-by kick for two. Uh, Alexa then misses a twisted bliss, or actually, I think Kai got her knees up. Uh, Asuka and Sky go at it on the outside, which has the referee distracted. Blitz hits a DDT and then goes to the top rope for twisted bliss again. But showing up out of nowhere was Nikki Cross, who plants her with a swinging netbreaker thing. I can't remember what the move's actually called. And Dakota Kai then moves over and just pins her and we have new tag team champions this wasn't the greatest of matches to be honest with you um Asuka is great but she's not the same wrestler she was a few years ago and I haven't seen anywhere near enough quality from Kai and Sky since they come to the main roster personally they still look really nervous out there, which I suppose is understandable. Um, but I want to see more from them, especially Dakota Kai. You can sort of see her going through the motions a little bit in her head before she does anything. Uh, the decision to do the title change on Raw seems just stupid to me. I guess it's just so they can say there was a title change on this show. I, I don't know. I don't know the reason. Anyway, uh, Logan Paul and Jake Paul show up with his two buddies. He says he, that he's there to shock the world. Uh, then we get the steel cage match between Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross. 
it took about 30 seconds into this for Karen Cross to try to escape the cage. So I already knew that I wouldn't be into this match at all. Uh, Cross comes back down and throws Drew into the cage a few times. Drew came back and did the same thing. He then hit a Michinoku driver for two. Uh, later, Drew did his sit-up thing in the corner where he German suplexes off the top rope. Sort of. Uh, Cross hit a running knee out of nowhere. Drew again came back, hit a future shock DDT. He sets up for the Claymore, but then Scarlet sort of half climbs the cage and shouts at him. Uh, Cross eventually hits a cross hammer and again tries to climb out, but Drew meets him on the top. I don't understand why he do not just walk out the door. Anyway, uh, Drew suplexes Cross off the top of the cage. Drew tries to leave through the door then, but Scarlet is there and sprays him with that pepper spray again. Uh, Drew still manages to stop Cross from leaving. They trade hard strikes and ends up with Drew hitting a claymore. He goes to leave, leave through the door, but Scarlet has chained the door shut, so he sort of just goes, Iron, I'll go over the top. And he did. And he won the match. I thought this was utter rubbish. Slow, boring, typical WWE cage match. Been saying for weeks now that they want to kill each other. And the first thing that happens is they try and leave the cage. What's that all about? Uh, I've had enough of cage matches, to be honest. And I've already had enough of Drew versus Cross. I know there have been reports coming out saying that Drew McIntyre was not well for this match. But still, this match is just crap. The Bloodline then show up really late for work. Uh, they all ignore Byron Saxton apart from Paul Heyman who just takes the piss. And then the show gets a lot better. We have the Judgment Day versus the OC next. Carl Anderson and Finn Balor start off the match. Uh, Anderson hits a dropkick to the knee of Finn Balor. Uh, Priest and Gallows then get tagged in. Priest gets a cheap shot in. Uh, Styles tags in, but Priest cuts him off and tags in the greatest luchador of all time, Dominic Mysterio. But he walks straight into a backbreaker for his trouble. Uh, the OC single him out and work him over. Styles hits him with a brainbuster. Uh, Dom bails out of the ring, which baited in Anderson into getting his head kicked off by Damien Priest. Judgment Day then work over Anderson in the corner. Uh, he does manage to hit a net breaker on Priest though. As he's going for the tag, uh, Finn Balor pulls AJ Styles off the apron. Anderson hits a spinebuster to Priest and Luke Gallows gets the hot tag and he comes in, takes out Dominic. Uh, Priest though manages to break up a magic killer attempt. Balor and Styles then get tagged into the match. 
Styles runs wild. He goes for a calf crusher, but Balor rolls through and looks in the figure four. Uh, that gets breaking up. All six men then go at it. There's a mad spot where we get sort of two electric chairs and a superplex from the top rope all at the same time. Uh, but then Rare Ripley stops AJ Styles from doing the phenomenal forearm by pulling him off the uh, apron and then slams him face first into the apron behind the referee's back. Rolls him in, Balor hits a corner drop kick followed by a coup de grace, which means the Judgment Day again win thanks to Rhea Ripley. And this was really decent, I thought, without being sort of blow-away great. It furthers along the storyline of having to get a woman to combat Rhea Ripley. And I am all invested in the Judgment Day now, I have to say. I love the group so much. And all of a sudden, I enjoy watching Dominic Mysterio. Funny what a, a little bit of... Uh, character change and character work can do for you. Yeah, goodness. We then get our second big man match. And funnily enough, this is the better big man match. Braun Strowman versus Omos. Uh, they go straight into a test of strength. And then from there, Omos was all over Braun. Beat the shit out of him. Hit a nice big boot and then kicks Braun out of the ring. Uh, Strowman tries to hang Omos up on the top rope, but he still gets body slammed. Omos then slammed Braun with one arm, which was quite impressive. He even beals Braun across the ring. Uh, Strowman then gets a bit of offense in and clotheslines Omos to the floor. Braun goes for the Strowman Express. Omos just splats him on the floor, which made me burst out laughing. Uh, back in the ring, though, Braun powers up Omos somehow and hits a running power slam, and he gets the win. Look, I'm not going to say it's the greatest match that I've seen, but it was easily the best match I've seen Omos involved in. He showed a bit of uh, personality and a bit of charisma and he really impressed me actually I thought he was good hopefully we see more of that going forward the Osos then had to defend their tag team championships against the Brawling Brutes, Ridge Holland and Butch uh, the Usos tried to leave early on in this one but Butch stops them with a knee off the apron it was Leonard a lot of joint manipulation going on. Uh, Usos do get on top though and work over Butch. Butch comes back, hits a tornado DDT. Uh, Holland gets into the match and took out the champions. He hit a double backdrop followed by 10 beats to Jay. Or 9 actually. Uh, the Brutes then stomp on Jimmy's arm on the steps for payback for Sheamus the other week on SmackDown. Uh, Ridge hits a nice cyborg slam for two on Jay. Butch hits a moonsault, but this is when Jimmy got back in the ring and there were super kicks all around. 
and Butch catches Jimmy off an Uso splasho into a triangle. Jay kicks him in the head with a super kick, and the Usos hit a double splash, but Ridge Holland is back to break up the pin. He then hit a Celtic cross on Jay, I believe, for a two count. Uh, the Brutes even hit their finisher on Jay, but Jimmy manages to break up the pin. All four guys then go at it, and it all ends when the Uso hit the 1D off the top rope on Butch to get the free count. This was a really enjoyable match. Even though the winners were never really in doubt when you remember the storyline that's going on with the New Day and the title reign. Um, yeah, really enjoyed this one. This little run that the Brutes have been having, I think will do great things for them going forward. We then have the last women's standard match between Bianca Belair and Bailey. This one was for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Bianca gets the better of Bailey early on, so Bailey goes out, and gets the kendo stick. Bianca, <coughs> excuse me, evades her attacks, so Bailey goes and gets a chair instead. Again, Bailey, uh, sorry, Bianca evades all of that. This time, Bailey goes out and grabs a ladder. Uh, later, Bailey sits Bianca in a chair on the outside and. Runs the barricade, Jeff Hardy style, with a clothesline. Uh, Bianca, though, suplexes Bailey on the ramp. Bailey then... I don't know whether this was meant to happen or whether they played off it, but Bailey sort of fell off the ramp and faked an injury to the ankle. But she got up and just nailed Bianca, who was sort of concerned... At one point, a massive right hand, and then she sort of slammed the gate thing into her head. Uh, back in the ring, both women use the chair. Bailey then pulls Bianca to the outside, traps her between the apron and the steps while smacking her with a kendo stick. Uh, Bianca manages to get out, though, spinebusters Bailey onto the steps. Bailey then tries to run up run away up the ramp. Uh, she does manage to hit the Bailey to belly on Bianca on the ramp. She also traps Bianca in a travel box thing. Uh, that didn't get the win either. Bailey uh, puts her in the cross face and then she sort of disappears for a little bit. When she reappears, she tries to sort of run Bianca over in a golf cart, sort of Austin Powers style. If, you, if you've seen the film, you know what I mean. Uh, they then fight on the roof of the, the cart. Uh, Bianca gets better at that. She drives the cart down the ramp with Bailey on the roof still. She tries to put Bailey through the table from the roof, but whether the table didn't break or Bailey missed the table, I'm not quite sure what happened. So she just picks her up and powers her, power bombs her through instead. 
That didn't get the win either. Bianca rolls back in the ring. She goes for a 450 splash, but misses and lands on steel chairs. Uh, Bianca, though, does hit the KOD on the edge of a chair, which looked nasty. She then traps Bailey inside a ladder and then sort of wedges it under the bottom ropes. And that was enough to pick up the win. This was a good fun match, I thought. Uh, They certainly gave everything for it. Worked really hard. There's been a lot of talk about the finish. Uh, But I really like the idea of it. Maybe wasn't the right way for Babyface to get the big win, but I don't care. It was different. I liked it. Don't know where we go from the match, though, or who the next challenger is going to be. Maybe it's going to be Nikki Cross. Don't really know, but we'll see. Don't know where it leaves damage control either, or Bailey in damage control. Kind of want to see her get out of that, personally, but we'll see. Bray Wyatt was then here for a promo. Uh, He says there was a time when he would do anything to make sure you remember who he was. He talks about coming from a wrestling family and wanting to be greater than all of them. He says he gave in and made himself a monster. Uh... And he no longer felt any pain. And he was untouchable and it felt good. But after all that, he found himself alone with no one to love him. Uh, The fans chant, we love you here. He says no one loves him. They just love the idea of what he can do. uh, But he's here to rewrite his ending. He then gets interrupted by Uncle Howdy. uh, And it's more weird crap and although it probably is Bray uh, I've sort of taught myself into believing that it it could be Bo Dallas but we'll see I suppose over the next few weeks I kind of don't want them to keep doing this every week I think we need to see more now from Bray Wyatt than just these promos but it will come And it was then time for our main event, Roman Reigns defending the WWE and Universal titles against Logan Paul. Roman oozes confidence early on, but Logan Paul soon rattles him as he wrestles Reigns to the mat. But Reigns nails him with a right hand. Uh, Roman takes control, but Paul again comes back, sending Reigns to the outside. Uh, Reigns baits him in though and sends him over to the timekeeper's area. He sort of thinks he's got him. But Paul dives off the barricade with a crossbody, rolls him in the ring and pulls off a fucking buckshot lariat, which looked incredible. Uh, Paul then goes for a springboard something, one of the highest springboards I've ever seen. But Reigns catches him in mid- mid-air with an uppercut. Roman was then calling out YouTubers while having Paul locked in a chin lock. Uh, Paul comes back with a gut wrench suplex and hits a massive clothesline and a blockbuster for two. 
Uh, Logan Paul then hit a Superman punch out of nowhere. He kips up and hits a crossbody, followed by a standing moonsault. That got a two. He sets up for sweet chin music, uh, but Reigns catches the foot, hits a rock bottom. That got two. Uh, Logan Paul then dodges a Superman punch and hits two of his own for a really close near four. Uh, Paul then lays Reigns on the announce table on the outside. He heads up top and hits a frog splash while videoing himself on a phone. He got off his buddies in the front row. Awesome spot. Uh, The Usos then come out and they didn't really get involved until they beat the hell out of Logan Paul's mates. Uh, Jake Paul then comes out and throws some terrible punches. Logan rolls Reigns back in the ring and hits a great frog splash for a 2.999. Solo Sokoa then comes out. He goes face to face with Jake Paul. Whilst they're all around ringside, Logan Paul hits an incredible dive taking out the Usos. But when he got back in the ring, he gets hit by a Superman punch, nailed with a spear. Roman Reigns gets a free count and wins the match. What an incredible showing from Logan Paul this was in just his third ever wrestling match. The guy is obviously a natural at it. A lot of credit to Roman Reigns as well, of course, who made Logan Paul look really great. And it's a shame that Logan Paul has got injured, I believe, a torn ACL and a torn MCL, because I could watch him every week. I'm not the Paul brother's biggest fan, if I'm honest, and wasn't a fan of Logan Paul actually getting this match in the first place. But there's no doubt in just how good he is. Uh, I think he has the best frog splash in pro wrestling right now. I can't think of anyone better. Um, yeah, good stuff. <laughs> Not much more I can say, really. I guess we look to see who now takes that title off Roman Reigns. So, for the show, I mean, let's be honest, these Crown Jewel shows are pretty much a big house show I think it's the best way of putting it but this was after the first hour at least was quite enjoyable Um, got better as the show went on will any of it really matter other than the title switch probably not but we'll see so that was your Crown Jewel review and as always you can tell us what you thought of the show through our Facebook page or on Twitter I am Adam at AdamChalk8 on there I will be back tomorrow with the Monday Night Raw review so until then I've been Adam Chalk thank you for listening and I will see you next time